listen to them. And we've been, we've been learning a lot of things um, about the devil, about Satan, right, and his demons. And, you know, don't get freaked out if you've not heard anybody talk about this before. Because it's important that we learn about these things. It's important that we learn about the devil. And uh, we're, we're not typically around here, we don't just focus on the devil and all the bad stuff going on. Okay, but it's important that we learn because that's one of his strategies he uses against us is our ignorance. What we don't know, it can hurt us. It can work against us. So, no, we're not, getting, we're not sniffing out demons. You know, everybody's not possessed of the devil. Okay. But we, gotta, we have to know how he operates to be effective. To be, um, effective in our opposition to him and and to know that he's real there's a lot of people that don't even believe that the, that there is a devil they believe in God but there's no devil well we've gone over this right <laughs> we've gone over this because God has it in a big mess if there if there's just God and there's no devil right the world's in a mess and so we've been learning about a lot of different things. And we have an enemy. We do have an enemy, and he is, he is actively opposing us. And just because we want to ignore the devil, no, we don't. We don't want to ignore the devil. But just because people want to ignore the existence of the devil or that he has demons going around doing his business, um, that doesn't mean he won't work in our lives. We can ignore him all we want to, but that doesn't stop his activity, okay? So we have to learn some things. And so we've learned just a few things. We've learned um, that there's an unseen realm. That sounds, I try to think, how do I say these things in, like if I had a 10-year-old sitting in front of me, how would I say it to be understanding, you know? Because we use a lot of words that to unchurched people, they don't know what we're talking about, you know. And so I try not to use any kind of words that people don't understand. But we, we see, what's, we see what we see is in the natural, but there is something beyond the natural, the unseen realm, right? And there's activity going on. And I would say that that realm is more real than what, we're, what we see. There's a lot of activity going on in the spiritual realm. And there's, there's angelic activity, but there's demonic activity going on. Okay, so we've learned that. Um, we've learned where he came from, where Satan came from. He was an angel of God. He was an, an arch, arch, is it archangel? archangel? Archangel, I don't know how to say it. Archangel. <laughs> he was one of the big deals. And, but he decided he was going to be higher than God. Right, he got pride. Pride got in. Okay, and well, God wasn't having that. So he got cast out of heaven. So we know that's where Satan came from. And we know he had some authority down here, right? And then, but God made man. He gave man dominion in the garden. I'm just doing a little recap. But you should go listen to the full messages of these. Um, but man, what did man do with his dominion? He gave it away. And he gave it away when Satan tempted 
man, and man sinned. Basically given over his dominion to the devil. Okay, here on this earth. Okay? So, we know the Bible calls Satan the god of this world. God little g, not God almighty, but the god of this world. And so we can look at that. Let's turn over to, it refers to him as different things. He's called the prince of the power of the air. He's called the ruler of this age. He's called, called the god of this world. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. And we're going to turn to several scriptures today. One of these days, I'll be able to just spout it off like Chris does. He's like, he's like Second Corinthians four four. It says blah blah blah, and then over Romans twelve three, it says, you know, <laughs> and not even look at his Bible. I'll be able to do that someday. Second um, Corinthians four four. This is where it, it says, uh, well, up in verse three, it says, but even if our gospel, so the good news of Jesus, even if it's veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds, whose minds. The God of this age has blinded. Now, does that sound like something our God, like God Almighty would do, would blind people's minds? No. It's, it's talking about Satan. Okay? And then over in John 12, 31, we see another reference to him ruling here. It says, um, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. So it's talking about rulers. It's talking about God. But it's not talking about our God. It's talking about little God. It's talking about Satan. It's the God of this world. Okay, so you ask, so why all this bad stuff happening? Well, because Satan's the God of this world. Amen? I mean, God is still God, but he, he does things... There's rules, right? There's rules. Everything's legal with God. Well, he gave man dominion, and man gave it over to the devil for this. But, okay, but there's a big but. There's a big but for believers. Even though we live in this world that Satan is the ruler of. Okay? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he is not your ruler. He is not your ruler. Okay? Okay? Look over at Colossians 1. So we live in this world that, that, God, or that Satan is the God, little God of this world. Okay. But we are not under his rule as a believer. Colossians 1, 13. And this is the good news. This is, we're getting to how we can, how we can, uh, Take back our lives from his influence. Amen. Amen. Colossians 1.13. And all of this is good, this entire passage. Um, but let's, let's start in verse 12. It says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, he... God, Jesus, has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So if you are in Christ, effectively what He's saying is, I removed you from the kingdom of darkness. You're, we're a part of a different family now. We're under different rulership. 
now. Amen. Amen. So though there's darkness in this world, we're not we're not living under that. Amen. Or we, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. Amen. So should you be because there's a devil out there, should you be afraid of the devil? No. We should not be afraid of the devil. And because we have authority. Amen. We have authority and we're not under his rulership. So it's important that we learn these things because he's counting on us to stay ignorant. If we remain ignorant of the different strategies, the different devices, the different ways he tries to influence our life, if we remain ignorant, he can continue to do it. And so that's what we've been doing. We've been, we've been, like Chris said, we've been pulling back the curtain like the Wizard of Oz, you know, the, you know, and we're going to see who he, you know, him for what he really is. And that's defeated. <laughs> he doesn't want you to know that he's defeated already. There's nothing we have to do to defeat the devil because he's already defeated. Praise God. <laughs> Okay, but if we stay in the dark about it, he will just keep on keeping on, right? It's like, because we don't even know he's working. If we're going to ignore him, he can be working in our lives, and we, we just don't even know it. It's like, you ever walked up, you know, you got two people walking behind somebody, and one person does that, but then, you know, but then that person turns around and sees that other person standing there. They weren't even the one who did it, you know, because Satan can influence people. To work against you. A lot of times we think our problem was with people. But it's not with people. Our problem is with the influence behind that person. So a lot of times when we're dealing with that person, we have to take authority over that spirit that is using them. They may not even know they're being used by the devil. And you know, a believer can be used by the devil. So don't think... That, okay, well, that person's saved. They're not, they can't be used by the devil. No, because we could all yield to the devil. And, you know, so that's why we got to know how he operates. We yield to the devil when we get in offense. When we get offended with people and we act on that. Because we can sense feelings, right? We can't necessarily control a feeling comes on us when someone makes us mad okay we can't control that feeling necessarily but I can choose my response to it the moment I yield in action to what that feeling is wanting me to do okay now I've yielded now I'm cooperating with the devil okay so believers can do that too we don't have to we don't have to cooperate with the devil. It, when we're walking outside the word, we're cooperating with the devil. So, or we're, we're doing things the way he would do it instead of the way, thing, the way God would do things. When we're not walk, walking in the light of the word that we know, you can't necessarily walk in the light of something you don't know yet. But if you, you have understanding about something the Bible is telling you to do or not do, and, but you go contrary to that, 
you're you're walking the way the devil walks. Amen. Because the devil says that his way's better. Praise the Lord. Praise God. But one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is this is another strategy. And Satan has many strategies, but this is another one. It's a really big one, okay, is that um, Satan wants to keep you, as a believer, from knowing who you are. Because if you really know who you are in Christ, he's done for. He's, he's done running amok in your life. Okay? He, he's done destroying things in your life. The, when you figure out who you are in Christ, he's done. Now, that doesn't mean everything's going to change overnight. But, I mean, you say, okay, no, I recognize now that I have an enemy. And I know, and I know who I am. And we're going to learn some about that today. And it's exciting because the devil's quaking in his boots because he knows y'all are going to start realizing who you are if you don't already. Amen. So, and what do you mean? I'm, I'm Amber. That's who I am. No, that's not who I am. Look over at 2 Corinthians 5. You, you may think you know who you are. I'm thinking, you, you may be thinking about the person you used to be. Second Corinthians 5. And even if, you, even if you say to yourself, well, when I got saved, when I asked Jesus to be my Lord, I, you know, I hadn't gone off and lived in sin and... I was never involved in a bunch of bad things and all that. But you know what? If you are without Christ, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good you are. Okay? That, that past is nothing compared to who you are in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, this is good. It says, therefore... If anyone, anyone, just from yesterday, today, or 20 years ago, if anyone is in Christ, that means you've asked him to be your Lord. You've asked him to be the boss of your life. That's important, okay? He's, he's got to actually be your boss. Okay, if that person is in Christ, he is a new creation, Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. Praise God. So you are, you are not, no matter how good you were before, you're not, you're not the same person Amen. you were before you got born again. Amen. Amen. Who you are in right now is better. And so the devil does not want you to know this. He doesn't, he doesn't want you to know he's already been defeated. Did you know there is... There is victory inside of you. I don't care what situation you find yourself in right now. You may feel like the lowest of low. You may feel like you're in the bottom of a hole and there's no way out. But if you are in Christ, there is victory on the inside of you. <laughs> because the victor is on the inside of you. The one who's already defeated the devil. 
is on the inside of you. Amen? And Satan does not want you to know that. He, because you become dangerous to him now. Praise God. Praise God. Sister Joy, while I'm talking here, will you find me that scripture that talks about um, Jesus when he goes down into hell and he's, you know, parading them around and you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that scripture. Or somebody, somebody find me that. So, you know, that's why the bad, because Satan's here. But he, he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't play fair either. Is that it? Let me look. Yeah, the devil does not play fair. Don't think that, don't expect him to. Like, that's not fair. That why is my child experiencing these things? You know, as a parent, when you see the devil try to work something in your kid, like fear or insecurity or something, there's in there something that rises up on the inside, like, how dare you, devil? Okay? How dare you? But the, the, the devil's not fair. He doesn't play fair. And so the best thing you can do is to, te- is to be an example to your kids about how to walk in your dominion and to teach them how to do it too. Because every single one of us has to learn to stand on our own. And the sooner you do it, the better. Okay? I was just, Rex and I have had this discussion. There's, you know, when you're raising kids, there's a point where you can, you have total authority. You have total, you can take care of it yourself. But there's a transition. Just kind of like you don't, you don't keep them in diapers and then kick them out when they're 18. You know what I mean? You, there's a transition. Well, there's a transition spiritually. So it's our job as parents to, number one, be an example. Because why would our kids want to do something or follow something that you're telling them to do, but you're not doing it yourself? Yeah. So we have to become skillful ourselves about how, how to deal with the devil and, put, and keep him in his place and then teach our kids to do the same thing because there is a transition where one day they will have to stand on their own. Okay? And you too. You too. If you're a baby Christian, there is... Sometimes people can pray, but sometimes prayer is not what's needed. Why, you know, why pray to God... To help deal with this person over here when what you need to do is take your authority. Exercise your authority. Because God's already done what he's going to do. He's given you authority. (laughs) It's like, here you go. You don't even have to ask me for it. Here's, Here's my authority. Use it. But if we're not using it, but then we're asking God for it, when he's like, I've already given you authority. You deal with it. Colossians, what was that? <laughs> is that it? <laughs> because I just think this is funny. It's not funny, but I mean, I, I think it's funny on the devil. Colossians 2.15. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to start. Okay, Colossians 2, I'm going to start in verse 13. We're gonna, I like to read scriptures because it says it better than I can say it. 
in Colossians 2, 13, it says, And you, being dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he, God, has made alive together with him, having forgiven you your trespasses. Okay, but that's not all he did here. It says, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. So there, because there is a penalty for sin. But he, he wiped those out. And it says, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Amen. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he, Jesus, made a public spectacle of, of them, triumphing over them in it. And one of the commentaries I read, it's, it's, hilar- it's, it's not hilarious, but it's just like, yes. You know, if you saw this on the movies, you know, um, it just basically says he went down to hell yeah, right. after the three days. You know, they thought he was defeated. Right. They thought Jesus was defeated. He's dead and he's in hell. Okay, but he was not there legally, was he? <laughs> he didn't do anything to deserve going there. And it says at the end of those three days, he just basically took them. And, and drug them through town, you know, like they're defeated. I'm imagining, you know, on the Avengers when the Hulk and Loki are standing there. And, and Loki's like, bow before me. And the Hulk's like, you know, like, and he's like, puny God, you know. So, you know, the devil's like Loki. And he's like nothing compared to the power that's behind God. Amen. (laughs) That's how defeated he is. He's like in the ground, defeated. But he does not want you to know this. Because he's going to act like he's not. Praise God. All right. So let's look at Ephesians. Ephesians 1, okay, and we're just, we're talking about who you are, who you are as a believer in Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1, and this is, this is a really good prayer that Paul prayed um, for his spiritual children, as you will, but this is really good prayer to pray for anybody. If you've got somebody you want to pray for, pray these prayers right here. I'm not going to read it all, but um, Ephesians 1, uh, verses 17 through 23, basically that whole thing is a prayer. Um, it would be good to pray for someone. So Ephesians 1, 17, it's, it says, and this is what he's praying. He's praying for them, the Ephesians, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So we have, to, we have to know some things, okay? That the eyes of your understanding are enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. According, and this is the kind of power that's toward us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, 
far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And I'm not finished with that, but this is how I like to pray it for somebody. I'll say, Father, I thank you for giving to my kids or whoever. A spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. That you would open the eyes and ears of their understanding that they may know what is the hope of your calling for them. That they may know who they are and what belongs to them in Christ. Because we have an inheritance. We have an inheritance. We are a joint heir with Jesus. Okay? And that they would know um, by experience the exceeding greatness of your power that's towards them. Amen. Amen. This is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. Amen. That same power is working towards us. Now, you have to believe it. You have to, if you don't believe it, well, it's not going to help you. Okay? And then it goes on to say, you know, that he, that he seated Christ far above all these things and put all things under his feet well okay that's great he seated Christ up there but look at Ephesians 2 just the next the next chapter verses 4 it says but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. This is saying, you know where Christ is? Up far above all principalities, power, might, and dominion. You know where Christ is, where all things are under his feet? Well, we're seated right there with him. So when you're you're not you're not opposing the devil on equal ground. The devil's down here, and and we're up here. We're we're like, what? You say, say what? You know, you gotta you gotta imagine these things. The next time he tries to threaten you with a big threat, like you have a pain in your body, and he goes, oh, you have cancer. Say what? No, I don't. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Okay. You're not, you're not going to be able to pay this bill. What's that? What's that? So, you know, you make... He knows he's defeated, but if you don't, or you don't act like... Sometimes you have to act... Have you had a child... Yeah, have you had a child? <laughs> you know, the child, the devil is a little bit like a child. Not like ch- children are the devil, but I'm just saying in the sense that sometimes even good children, when they're learning, they will want to do something that they're not supposed to. And if you go, don't do that, don't. Please, don't do that. They're not going to believe you. Are they? Sometimes you have to 
you gotta be, don't, do don't. <laughs> I know y'all know this, talk through your teeth and don't move your mouth. Don't, you better not do that. And if you're really good at this, you've got that look. That, that, because you like to use the look when other people are around. <laughs> and it's only a look that they know. So everybody else thinks you're nice. Um, but listen, if you just, if the devil's threatening you and you go, in Jesus' name, leave me alone. Just, just, but you've got fear all over your countenance. He's not going to believe you. He's not going to believe you. <laughs> you got to get strong with the devil. And not because you have to defeat him because he's already defeated. But if you act timid towards the devil in, in taking your place, taking your dominion, he's not going to believe you. Or he's going to, like a child would, see if they can push a little bit further. Okay? And so you just have to deal with him strong. You don't have to yell at him, but you need to let him know, look, I know who I am, and it's far above you. Okay? You're going you're gonna to stay under my feet where you belong. If you, if you let him up, you know, he, he'll come up. You know, he'll come right. He'll go as far as you let him. So just remember this. When you're dealing with, and forget your feelings. Forget your feelings. That's hard to do. I know that's easier said than done. But just forget about how you feel about it. Just know who you are and deal with him on those grounds. Okay, violate your feelings. You violate your feelings all the time. Yeah, y'all may not have wanted to get up this morning, but you did. You're sitting here. You violated your feelings. So violate your feelings if you have to to deal with him strongly. Amen. The Bible it doesn't tell us to defeat the devil because he's already defeated. Just remember that. When he, no matter the threat, he's already defeated. And so, but how do we experience the reality of this? Because we can know something, but not know how to walk in it. Okay? But so one thing that you need to do is to meditate. So I would give you an assignment. I'm giving you, assi- giving you an assignment. And that is, you need to find all the scriptures that say, in the New Testament, okay, in the letters to the epistles mainly, everything like from Romans on, that say in Christ or in him, because that's you. That's you. If you're, if you're a born-again believer, that's you. If it says in him or in Christ, that's going to tell you either something about your authority or something about your inheritance, okay? You need to meditate on that. And don't meditate on the lies that the enemy tells you, like you're not good enough. You're not gonna, you can't do anything about me. The, the thought, you can't do it. <laughs> That's the devil's thought. You can't do it. Not in this area. That's the devil's thought. Okay? So find everything that says in Christ or in him and meditate. And by meditate, I just mean... You think about that. When you're drinking your coffee in the morning, 
you're thinking on that. You're thinking, oh, God, he's got the greatness of his power is towards me. If the greatness of his power is towards me, what can I not do? What can I not overcome? If the greatness of his power is towards me, it's going to work in this area. It's going to work in this relationship. The greatness of his power is working in my life. Amen? And I can. When he tells you you can't, you, you tell him I can. I'll be like, you shut up, devil. You know, we don't tell people to shut up, but I tell the devil to shut up all the time. You know, because telling people to shut up is kind of rude. But I don't care if I'm rude to the devil. You devil, shut up. I can do all things through through Christ. That's another one. Through Christ. In him, in Christ, through Christ. That's me. And we cannot be lazy with this. We cannot be lazy spiritually and expect that our lives are going to be untouched by evil in this world. Okay? I have, we've got chickens, and... I don't know how long ago it was, probably nine months ago or so. We had, I mean, chickens started getting picked off, like once, one every day. And I thought, well, okay, we're not being diligent about locking them up, so we're going to lock them up. And then they were still dying. And then, so basically, I stood guard out there, you know, until they all went in to make sure they all get locked up, you know, because they're easy prey, aren't they? We don't want to be easy prey. And, uh... So, so I made sure they're all locked up, okay? And I even was like, well, I'm not sure how, what's killing them. So I'm just going to keep them locked up. I'm not even going to let them out the next day. Well, what happens when we, nothing, they were, they, they were there, okay? But then the next time we decided to let one out, let them out, there was one dead in the coop. I'm like, hey, now. Something's not right because they were locked up. So something got in the coop still when it was locked up. Like, this is not good. That's not good. And so I had to go do some investigation because our coop is pretty solid. Well, there were a few areas, and they had been there all along. We've been at that house for seven years. They, these areas had been there this entire time. There's a, just a few little areas at the very top like that. And we figured out it had to have been a weasel because, you know, they can squeeze into real small areas. And so I I just forgot what I was doing that day. I went and bought stuff, and I, I, I boarded that thing down like Fort Knox. <laughs> and, you know, they stopped dying. Okay. So... I did not mind. I did not mind having to take that effort to go do what I needed to do to lock those things up because I'm defending. I'm defending something of value to me. And so you should not get tired of defending your, yourself from the devil. Why am I having to deal with the devil? Why am I? And, uh, the, he kind of hit on it last week, and he you know, didn't get a chance to fully go into it, but the, and we're running out of time, but the main battlefield you're going to face with the devil is in your mind. Yeah. The main battlefield is in your mind. Uh, and it's through thoughts, wrong thoughts, wrong thinking, wrong believing. I mean, you're going to act wrong. 
you know, he, he, he will give you a, a wrong thought and let you run with it because and then you do all the work for him. So we cannot be lazy and we have to actively do something. So know who you are in Christ. Amen. And there's lots of ways we can open the door because like I said, those, those spots had been in that coop for seven years. So, I, but I started fortifying, right? But, but then they found a way in and that's like the enemy. Okay, you're going to board up those areas. Well, he will search around. Where can I get in? Where can I get in? And he'll do that until he finds a spot. There's lots of ways. And, you know, you could go into it and you could list off 20 million ways the devil could have an open door in your life. But one thing I thought about, you know, if you would walk in love, that would close like 95% of them. Because if you're, if you're walking in love, you're not going to be in unforgiveness. If you're walking in love, you're not going to harbor an offense. If you're walking in love, you're not going to steal from people. If you're walking in love, you're not going to lie, right? Just focus on walking in love towards people and towards yourself. We're commanded to walk in love, but, you know, that includes you. you gotta, you got to walk in love towards yourself. You've got to forgive yourself. Amen. Praise God. So we, we can't get tired of answering the wrong thoughts that the devil puts in our heads. If it's, if it's against the word, this is where you have to know the word. You have to know the word of God. Nobody knows the word as well as we should. Okay? I don't know the word as well as I should. Okay? Nobody here knows the word of God as well as you should. But we have to keep... We have to keep learning, right? We have to keep learning because we're going to discover more things that are going to help our lives. Okay, it's going to expose an area maybe we didn't realize we had an open door. Okay, so it's our responsibility to know the word, amen, and to answer. That's how you answer the devil's threats in your mind. You know, when he tries to plant a wrong thought in your mind, he doesn't speak to me audibly. I'm not saying, like, I'm hearing voices or anything but no a wrong thought a wrong thought you're not good enough that's that's the devil's thought that's not true he's a liar but you got to answer it with the word amen no the word says i'm more than a conqueror i'm more than a conqueror praise god hallelujah i don't have time to go into all of it but be strong in the lord in Ephesians 6, 11 through 18, it says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So that's where it's just so great because God has given us everything we need to walk in victory. Amen. He's given us his word. He's given us his authority. And he's given us the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the Holy Spirit's on the inside of us. And uh, the Bible calls him our helper. So if you're needing help, ask him. God, help me. Holy Spirit, help me today. Just know what I need to know. If there's something I need to, that I'm doing wrong, show it to me. If there's an open area that the devil is having in my life, that I, I want to know what it is. And so you don't have to try to figure it out on your own. He will help you. He will help you to know what you need to know to live in victory. Amen. Praise God. So be strong in the Lord. Uh, now, I like that whole passage in Ephesians 6, 11 and 18, 11 through 18. I won't read it all just for time's sake. 
but multiple times in there it says stand and therefore stand and having done all stand that means I'm not down in the dumps with the devil fighting the devil I'm in my place of authority and I'm standing there I'm not moving yeah I'm not moving and I like what Sister Karen said, and I guess this is true. Yeah, you can say it about us. We don't quit. Well, as Christians, we, we don't quit. We don't quit. If you don't quit, you're, you're going to win. You're going to win. I mean, you just stand. Stand your ground. Stand your ground on the word, and you're going to win. Praise God. And then the blood of Jesus. Let's not forget the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. It is our defense. Amen. I'm going to just read a short little passage out of this and we'll be going. But this, the triumphant church, it's Kenneth E. Hagan. I think we have some out there, maybe. And talking about the blood of Jesus and pleading the blood. I don't know if anybody's ever heard any teachings about pleading the blood of Jesus. But it is our defense. And there's, um, in Colossians 1, 13 and 14, it says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom, that's another one, in whom, add that to your list <laughs> of scriptures to search. It says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Um, and then... Yeah, and we sang about it today in Revelation 12. It says, And they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Amen. So the blood of Jesus, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. If not for the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we'd all be hopeless. Amen. We, we have the blood of Jesus. Amen. And, and there, I don't have time to read it, but there's um, a story in here about a missionary, I think. There was a scorpion, um, wherever she was, and uh, she pled the blood of Jesus. She's like, I plead the blood of Jesus over my life. This scorpion's not going to hurt, hurt me. I think it was, she had been bitten. Anyway, and the, the islanders, they were just watching her, kind of like they did Paul, you know, just watching, waiting that she's going to drop dead, and nothing, nothing happened to her. Amen? Because the preserving, keeping power of the blood of Jesus. Amen? So another, another ars thing in our arsenal is just the blood of Jesus is against you. Amen. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Yes. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're learning. We're learning how we can keep the enemy from influencing our life. As far as it pertains to my life, we can't control what happens to everybody else. Okay, but as far as it goes for me, we're going we're gonna to learn, amen, how to keep the devil in his place in our life. And that is beneath our feet. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father God.